The One Voice DSM podcast shares the story of major projects and initiatives shaping our region and highlights the key players and the Greater Des Moines Partnership investors who are making them happen. Each episode, you'll learn about a game-changing project and hear an in-depth conversation with community leaders who are helping drive it forward with one voice and one mission as one region. Let's listen to the interview. Welcome to the One Voice DSM podcast. I'm Tiffany Tauschek, the Chief Operations Officer here at the Greater Des Moines Partnership. And today's recording is part of our special major projects series where we will be exploring a number of game-changing projects that are here in the works in our community. I am really pleased today to be joined by Adam Plegge, Economic Development Manager for the City of Johnston, and John Schmitz, Parks Director for the City of Johnston. The City of Johnston has voted to establish a reinvestment district that would include nearly 75 acres between Beaver Creek and Northwest 55th Avenue along Burl Hay Road. Planned redevelopment includes a new Ignite Sports and Fitness Facility, development of Gateway Park, hotel and commercial development, a kayak launch area along Beaver Creek, and an ecological-themed hotel. Very exciting. So we have the experts here with us today. Talk to us more about these projects. And Adam, John, thanks, thanks first of all, for joining us today. Pleasure to be here. Thank you for having us. So first off, tell us a little bit more about this exciting development that's in the works. The Johnston Gateway District has been a priority for the Johnston City Council for about 10 years now. Uh, The reinvestment district application is a sub area within the Johnston Gateway, about 75 acres um, along Merle Hay Road, immediately north of I-80. Since 2013, uh, they've kind of put a pen to paper on a master plan for redeveloping this corridor, which... um, predates the city of Johnston to a certain extent as far as commercial development into a area that really focuses and captures on the natural amenities that are along Merle Road here, Beaver Creek and Terra Park, which has recently been developed and kind of leveraging that into creating some additional recreation resources and the supporting commercial developments um, that would go along with that. Thank you. You know, you said this is part of this was part of the master plan. This has been a conversation in the works for a long time. City of Johnston is always so thoughtful with with their planning and initiatives. Tell us and share with us why do you believe and the city of Johnston believe now is the time to move forward with this project? I'll touch to, on that a little bit, Adam. Um, I think that the timing is right because we are we have been moving along with uh, some of the elements of this project. Um, over the last really six to eight years. Um, as Adam alluded to, the uh, Terra Park project was completed about three years ago, and uh, it added a, a tremendous value to the natural resource district within the Beaver Creek area. Um, over the last three years, we've begun work on our water trails projects. Um, we have a 70th Avenue access point that uh, kayakers and canoes can access Beaver Creek. Um, just recently, we completed one across the river at Lou Clarkson Park, and uh, the plans are for another one near near the Merle Hay Corridor there. Um, so we have elements of uh, the project that have been completed, and then recently we were uh, approached by Ignite um, to potentially look at a facility that would be kind of the uh, uh, the the key recreational piece to tie all this together. And uh, so 
definitely we wanted to jump on those that opportunity for a public private endeavor to to really start focusing in on the the gateway project and bring the project forward. Just to expand on that a little bit more, uh, you know, the timing really does line up about perfectly for us. Ignite is uh, underway on demolition of a problematic site that's been down in the gateway for a number of years, and they hope to break ground on their project uh, yet this summer. Uh, and so that project is really a big game changer for us in the, in the Merle Hay Road District there. Uh, it's going to bring in hundreds of thousands of visitors annually. Um, and then kind of create that tie-in between Terra Park and Terra Lake, the existing trail system, and then the eventual water trails connection on that third kayak launch, which you know, the timing of that really works out well as, uh, with the water trails project and the overall greater metro uh, starting to kick off and get fully funded and get underway as well. Yes, and just as you've, you've touched on, there are a number of major projects happening throughout our region, uh, not only that are in the works or uh, discussions that have begun regarding these different projects, but one example that you just touched on, Adam, is the Central Iowa Water Trails Project, and that this just so so well connects with what's happening with, with that project, and it also connects really well with the Merle Hay mall revitalization project that's been proposed. And as you both may know, Greater Des Moines uh, was recently recognized by City Revive in an article that was titled, Des Moines Ramps Up Sporting Life with a Mecca of Ultimate Complexes. And uh, the Water Trails Project and several other key projects were mentioned in, in that article. Can you just touch on why it is important for us as a region to have these sorts of major placemaking projects in the works um, as it helps us uh, with storytelling outside of our region as well. I'll, I'll touch base with it first, Adam, a little bit. Um, I think on uh, looking at the Ignite project and just kind of bringing that to the forefront, um, youth, youth sports, youth activities um, has really grown over the last 10 to 15 years. Um, that growth has actually been probably larger than the growth of the Metro Des Moines area and in, in as, as far as population. So kids are, are active in sports and it's not just during their sports, their typical sports season. So when you look at basketball, it's not just a winter sport anymore. It's a year round sport. So there's a growing demand for these types of facilities to be able to open up and provide this outreach um, at multi multiple different levels, not only just those that are are looking to to be stars in the sports, but also those that are new into it and uh, just want a good recreational opportunity. So the more of these types of facilities that are opening, the better opportunity there are for the communities, for those that want to participate in these programs, no matter what their their skill level is. It's, it's just providing more options and more opportunities year round for these, for these athletes. And, and maybe I'll, I'll add to that with a little philosophy too, that, uh, you know, the world's changed a lot in the last 15, 20 years and people really depend and look for those unique experiences uh, when they travel, when they get out and do things. And if you look around the U.S., you know, there's a lot of the same businesses and experiences that exist in, in a lot of our major metros now. So trying to create a unique flavor within the greater Des Moines metro, I think, is, is a great goal for us all to be working towards. And, you know, when you look specifically along Merle Hay Road, which 
North of the interstate is Johnston, but immediately south, there's some unincorporated Polk County, Urbandale, Des Moines. Uh, the collaboration between kind of these four entities is important to establish that unique sort of uh, corridor for us all. And, you know, I'm excited about the partnerships that are going on there. Um, we purchased some property and annexed into the city of Johnston some property from uh, that was in the possession of Urbandale. Uh, you don't see that happen very often. Uh, but if you look along that corridor, uh, the redevelopment of Merle Mall into the Johnston Gateway and the recreation projects we're talking here, going further north to the Johnston Town Center, which is wrapping up construction on the infrastructure this summer as well, uh, is really a great opportunity to create that place making along Merle Hay Road and change the perceptions uh, that people may have of, of what Merle Hay Road is. You have both uh, touched on just the importance of public-private partnerships. Um, this project is just another great example of a PPP. Um, how important do you believe having public-private partnerships has been in getting this, this project continuing to move forward? I think it's really been critical. Um, I'm not sure that this project could be moving along um, the way it has if it weren't for the partnership. Um, it's certainly something that's a, a huge endeavor for any kind of private organization to be able to, to um, come in and, and look at all the key components that are necessary for this type of uh, project. And certainly on the city side, um, it would be a, a big chunk for, for the city to try to tackle as its own project. Um, yes, we are a taxing authority, but uh, certainly we try to provide services uh, at the uh, least expense as we can. And providing these type of opportunities where there's partnerships can uh, create those situations where we're, we're far more efficient with the funds that we spend. And to talk about kind of the depth of that public-private partnership uh, with Ignite. You know, I think it's a fairly interesting and sort of unique partnership. Um, you know, the overall building and facility uh, will be owned by Ignite, although there's an adjacent city park proposed. Uh, uh, we've called it the Johnston Gateway Park in the application, but that's just an informal name for that purposes. I think some folks have noted that there's a couple other gateway parks out there as well. So um, but there's the city park element there that's being developed. Uh, you know, the traffic counts will increase significantly coming into this site. So there's a lot of infrastructure, uh, both road that needs to be expanded on and the intersection rebuilt right in front of the project. Uh, but then we also have a proposed regional detention pond that would serve both child serve, uh, the city infrastructure, uh, Green Meadows, which has a large flume system that drains into this area. Um, and so that that is a significant kind of partnership resource that's going to solve a lot of our uh, stormwater detention problems in the area and also help clean up some of the water that passes through that. Uh, but then going beyond that, um, as John indicated, you know, we don't have a, a recreational facility on the city side presently. And so what we're going to be able to use uh, within the Ignite facility through our utilization agreement with them far exceeds what the city would have been able to independently construct in of ourselves and the cost of being able to utilize that facility at about the 10% rate that we're looking at is really going to open the doors for a lot of activities that otherwise wouldn't have been able to be possible uh, through the city parks and recreation. Well, thanks for sharing and, and kudos to you and the Ignite team for your, your creativity as you continue to move forward. Uh, one of the things that we talk about, especially frequently, we've been talking about in regards to our region's growth is just how important it is for our community to invest in itself. 
even during an economic recession. And there's there's data that show that we are stronger as a region and were stronger in the 2010s because of the investments that we made as a community in the 2000s. Um, so can you talk just a little bit about how you see this community investment project really paying off in the long term? Yeah, I can talk a little bit about that. You know, from some perspectives, it's a really good timing for us to be undertaking these um, projects. You know, going back to the last recession, uh, the Great Recession, you know, it provided an opportunity for the city to do a lot of property acquisition at reasonable rates that we wouldn't have been able to otherwise do uh, just because of price expectations of property owners. Uh, you know, looking at the gateway, as I said, there's a lot of properties down here that predate the city of Johnston, which just turned 50 years old uh, last year. Um, but you know, it was developed in a way that really didn't take into consideration how Johnston has grown and the overall metro has grown. And so trying to uh, reinvest in those properties right now when there's some vacant uses or some just empty pieces of property in there really sets the stage as hopefully the economy gets back up and going and the infrastructure that we're proposing as part of the reinvestment district uh, is developed and in place uh, that really is necessary for that private development to kind of follow in the wake of that. So, uh, you know, there's there's certainly some risks involved when you make an investment with uh, some unknowns in the economy. Uh, but what we're seeing right now, as far as opportunities to do that from a timings perspective, are really good. And, you know, as I indicated, it's, it's really an important sort of entrance into the city of Johnston that uh, sets the stage for folks as they come into the city. And I, I will add uh, one of the one of the unique components I, I feel for this project is as w this moves forward, um, even though it's in a, a fairly developed area, it's adjacent to the interstate, it has Merle Hay right there. There's still somewhat of a blank slate for development in and around the Ignite site. So the development can kind of match what the clientele of, of Ignite can be, um, even with access to easy uh, interstate uh, e easy interstate access and that, which is a little bit unique. And you drop this type of a large um, sports center into an area. Usually it's got to either be outside of town to allow the growth to, to, to move forward with it, or it's dropped into an area that's already developed and that development may not really accentuate what the, uh, what the facility is going to be doing. Um, there's quite a bit of development opportunities that hopefully will match up with with the the families and the youth and and the whole group environment that uh, this ignite facility will bring forward. And you just mentioned again the the uniqueness of this project. Um, does anything come to mind as far as um, what might surprise people about this project? That aren't as familiar with it. Any any sort of surprises that folks can expect? Well, I would I would say probably the biggest or the most unique component of this um, kind of falls in line. We've we've talked a little bit about it, but uh, having Beaver Creek right there, um, we have a full recreational corridor that really goes from 70th Avenue um, all the way around to uh, Beaver Drive. Um, and, and really even goes all the way to the Des Moines River. Um, there's a green belt all the way through there that's extremely unique for any community, whether it's Iowa or even outside of Iowa, to have a natural resource area that extends that far and is that continuous um, to allow for 
users of the Ignite facility, but also those that want to pass through and uh, those that love biking and running and, and walking the trails. Um, there's continuous trail systems through here that uh, uh, you're easily able to access Urbandale or Des Moines and, and all kinds of uh, other facilities. So I think the biggest unique component to this is it's we're looking at, we don't want to look at it as a, a, as an individual project. It's really a part of this entire corridor. Yeah, John, I think you really captured it. You know, the, the development history of the city of Johnston is fairly unique with Pioneer, now Corteva, uh, kind of being a central leader in Johnston's foundation and original development. They've really protected those natural resource assets between 70th um, and and kind of into the gateway area. And then if you go north, Camp Dodge, uh, you know, the largest property owner in the city of Johnston, uh, has done the same along uh, Beaver Creek north of 70th. So, you know, the assets that we've got that expand out beyond the gateway district have been you know, invested in over the last decade. And this is sort of part of that larger vision for the Beaver Creek Recreation Corridor uh, that would extend through the entirety of the town. But Kind of specific to this site as well, you know, some unique aspects of the Ignite project include, uh, you know, really a high class track that can attract NCC, NCAA um, sporting events, as well as potentially some uh, Olympic trials or something of that nature. The, the indoor facility is really top class, and I think it's unique for the state of Iowa, uh, and particularly the metro. Uh, but then also the free span field house building that they've got with full size soccer field and then sort of the stadium seating up on the second floor uh, really allows for some unique indoor activities to occur there as well. Uh, so I don't want to give away uh, Ignite's business plan because it is a fairly unique one, but the, the way that they've designed this building and incorporated food, uh, you know, gaming opportunities, both digital and physical sports. Uh, I think will really astound people once the facility goes up and they have the opportunity to use it. And then the water trails aspect as well, you know, we have the two existing kayak launches, uh, but this third one is a little more aspirational in nature that it would also include some rental facilities so that folks can get out, uh, rent their canoe or kayak, uh, potentially in the wintertime, get, get on some cross-country skis that they could rent at a facility there uh, that incorporates some historical buildings that, uh, were originally along the old interurban rail that ran through the city of Johnston up to Camp Dodge uh, during World War I and World War II. So there's kind of some unique uh, smaller aspects in there that incorporates uh, some old historic signs as well as the old uh, interurban rail buildings uh, and then really add into the unique flair that uh, Ignite's uh, business models got as far as the diversity of use that that facility is designed for. Yeah, and I do want to add just a little bit to... Uh to Adam's comment about the track. I think one key element of that track that's also somewhat unique is, is uh, Ignite's desire to reach out into the community. Um, we, we helped pull together 15 to 20 local coaches all the way from club track to high school track to uh, NCAA track. Um, we brought in timers. We brought all the key people to the table to really help design the track to ensure that once it is built, it is built like the users will want it to be built. Um, too often you have private groups that come in and build something and then the users say, well, this could have been better or that could have been better. Um, the key to this are the ones that are going to use this track um, have helped design the track as well. and. Uh, 
that's that's important not only because they're going to get the track that they want but they already have ownership in it so we know that it will be a heavily used facility for the track and that's just a small component of what ignite's going to be doing but the track component is going to be a huge component because uh there's really nobody else here in central iowa doing a lot with indoor track you have to kind of leave the metro des moines area to really have a a nice facility so um that's really a a unique component of the facility itself well adam john really appreciate your time and you sharing your expertise and uh City of Johnson's vision on this project. Certainly, it will positively impact uh, City of Johnson, but it will impact the entire region. And as you've as you've noted, these are amenities that are going to attract visitors, even from outside of our community and state, which is really great from an economic impact perspective as well. So again, very excited about Johnston Gateway Project and and what you've shared with us today. Uh, We know that placemaking projects are a partnership strategic priority. um, And and frankly, placemaking projects have always been a a nice to have when it comes to attracting talent and retaining talent. But especially at at this point in time, placemaking projects are a need to have. And we appreciate your dedication to making our, our region and city of Johnston so unique and memorable. So thank you, gentlemen, for your time. Uh, We really look forward to seeing this project advance. And thanks to our audience today joining us for the One Voice DSM podcast. Thanks for everything you do to help Greater Des Moines drive growth 